Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Three Star Lounge. Today we begin our very first episode of the Greedfall podcast adaptation. This is our first adaptation of video game narratives. In this one we follow Mr. Desart Day, a diplomat that moves from his home in the city of Serene to the island of Tirfidi in order to find a cure for the Malachor that is plaguing his people. The Isle of Tirfidi is home to two factions that are warring over land there as well as the native peoples who are repelling them both the island is full of monsters and mystery but before we can do any of that we need to get a photo taken say goodbye to mom and talk to some diplomats you know the good stuff here in the three-star lounge The sun had not yet risen over the city of Serene as Lord Desardé of the Merchant Congregation excitedly hopped out of bed. Today was the day he would finally leave for the New World. Finally a chance to experience new land, and with that new land came more settlements, and more importantly, new opportunities. Thus, as any day that ought to be remembered does, this calls for a photo. Problem is, in a time without cameras, taking a photo is really more so standing around looking as regal as possible until the art is finished. Fingers crossed and hoping for no mistakes, Desardé watched as the artist began to capture the visage before him. It was nearly two hours after sunrise now, and after a considerable amount of time spent posing in his finest traveling suit, the portrait was nearly done. Suddenly, there was a knock on the door. It was one of the palace servants delivering news. Desardé's mother was waiting for him in her chambers, and he should consider heading over before he leaves for Tier for D. Also, that his cousin Constantine hadn't come back from the tavern and needed locating. Desardé jumped at the opportunity to do literally anything else besides sitting here and darted out the door, headed directly to see his mother. On the way, Desardé thought of the days to come. Today I leave the only home I've ever known to a land being fought over by two nations I must remain in good favor with. How lucky I must be to have such a job. Desardé sighed, lightly knocked on his mother's door, and entered the room. Who was there? Do you not know how to knock? The Malachor-stricken woman shouted as she sat there alone near her fireplace. Desardé gazed upon his mother and his heart began to break, seeing her ill and now blind. Maybe I shouldn't go. They could start without me in the new world, and I can stay to help you. A suggestion the old woman shot down with the warmth only a mother could muster. You must go, for though you may leave your people in a time of need, you do so in order to bring them the cure they seek. Though she couldn't see him, she knew to comfort her child. She told him that all she needed was to embrace her son one last time before he embarked. The two held each other, and Desardé was off to work. The simple task of dealing with both sides of conflict fun stuff. First, to the ambassador of the Bridge Alliance, then the Cardinal of Teleme, he thought to himself. And with any luck, this one will turn into a series of side quests keeping me from leaving home. Then Desardé carried on his way, confused why he had such a strange thought. Confusion that was soon replaced with pain when a large hand was slapped on his back. Good to see you, Kurt. Kurt was the master of arms for the palace in Serene, and true coin guard through and through tough and carried a big f off sword hey green blood sure you don't need me to watch your back you still look a bit frail the heavily armored man stood as if no other would ever best him decided he quipped back 
If I still need you to watch me, that would speak poorly of your teachings, would it not, Master of Arms? Continuing with a snicker, I may have even surpassed you, the great Kurt. A sentiment that must not have sat well with a man, for no sooner than the words left Sardé's lips did Kurt challenge him to a bit of sparring before he headed out for the day. A prospect that Sardé would never pass up against his better judgment. Kurt drew his broadsword, a blade that has seen many a battle and cut down many a foe. And Desardé drew his short sword, standing as a man who had not yet heard a reach advantage. Kurt went at him like a bat out of hell, taking two big swings with his sword. The first barely missing Desardé and the second being deflected by a student's blade. Desardé countered only to bounce off the man's massive weapon. The moment their steel met, two things became clear to Desardé. One, he was better at this than even he expected. And two, he was outmatched. An assessment Kurt cemented in the mind of our prospective legate as he was taken off his feet and reintroduced to the dirt he had seen many times before during training. Kurt put away his sword, gave a hearty laugh before picking up the defeated nobleman. Looks like you've still got much to learn, Greenblood. I was put in charge of babysitting you and that cousin of yours on our voyage to the New World. I guess I should start now if you're going to fight like that. It was pretty clear he hadn't much to say in the matter, so... Now the two of them were off to talk shop with warring factions. It was about midday when the duo reached the embassy of the Bridge Alliance and walked in to, surprisingly enough, be greeted by the very man they had come to see, Ambassador Sahin of the Bridge Alliance. Good to see you, Desardé. I heard you will be heading to Tear for D on this hide this evening. I wish you safe travels. The Bridge Alliance still struggles against the fanatical forces of Tulemeo on that same island, a struggle we had hoped to see your aid in. Desardé narrowed his eyes. You are aware that the merchant congregation remains neutral in your struggles against the forces of Teleme. However, I did come here to bid you farewell and inquire if there was anything I could do for you before I left for the island. A request he would surely regret because of course there was something he could do for him. The ambassador told him of a snake oil salesman selling his potions in the street, claiming to cure all but the Malacourt's self. He said such a man should be brought to the Bridge Alliance at once, an idea that didn't sit well with Desardé, but nonetheless this man must be dealt with. That would have to wait though, because now it was time to have a conversation with the Cardinal of Teleme. Having learned to try and avoid the topic of war altogether, if he wants to get out of here with any sort of expediency, Desardé came in hot. Hello Cardinal Antonius, good to see you. I just wanted to pop in, say goodbye before I headed out. Oh, will you look at the time, I should really be going. It was about then when the Cardinal interrupted. Look, Mr. Desardé, I understand that the merchant congregation must stay neutral in our current battle against the heretics of the Bridge Alliance, and while I hope you would change your mind on this matter, I won't ask you to do so. Though I would make one last request of you if you have the time. I've gotten wind of a smuggler down by the docks, and I just felt as soon to be legate of the congregation, you should be informed. Desardé assured him that he would take care of it at once before heading out the door while grumbling something about just getting on the boat and leaving altogether. Even without leaving being a viable option, the pair still went to the docks first so Kurt could ask the captain of our ship for cargo space whilst Desardé inquired about their voyage. At the docks, they needed to find their captain with nothing to go on but a name, Vasco. After a little asking around, they believed to have found the man in his red captain's coat looking just as salty as the sea that he calls home. The man was clearly a knot, a group of seafaring men and women that were shrouded in just as much mystery as the briny deep. 
While they're a mysterious sorter, they do however stick out almost anywhere because of their face tattoo. This figure looks as if he were becoming a creature of the depths himself, tattooed tentacles emerging from his eyes, nose, and mouth. Tentacle tattoos are common amongst knots with varying degrees of intricacy, and while Desarde wasn't sure what the tattoos meant, if complexity was anything to go by, this man was Vasco. And Vasco was not to be taken lightly. First impressions are important, as any diplomat knows, so with that in mind, Desarde confidently walked up to the man and asked, Is this your book? In that moment, it was as if time had stopped as Desarde realized he fucked up. Vasco looked at him in the way that wordlessly says curse words only sailors know about. No, these are my ships. Not Captain Vasco. How can I help you? Wearing a face that made it clear he had made a great error, Desarde apologized and continued on. Ah, yes, I am Lord Desarde. My cousin Constantine and I have arranged passage on your ship. Are we still ready to head out with Tide, Captain? Vasco sighs. We are just about ready to go. We should still be ready to head out with the Tide, though there is the matter of my missing cabin boy. Desarde's ears perked up. Missing cabin boy? What do you think's going on, Captain? Vasco went to tell Desarde that he saw a few of his knots go to the tavern with both his cousin and the cabin boy among them. The mention of his cousin got Desarde thinking, coming to the realization that he still hadn't seen Constantine all day. I'll find them both, Desarde offered. Vasco simply told him, find his cousin, because they couldn't leave without him, but the cabin boy knows to be at the docks before we leave lest he be left behind. His tone would make it seem as if Captain Vasco didn't care for the boy, but his eyes told a whole different story. Seeing a change of subject was in order, Desarde asked about the smuggler he was searching for. A search that immediately ended because Vasco revealed that he had already captured the smuggler he was searching for. There was a problem though. He was being held in a not prison and Desarde wouldn't be able to see him unless he was able to get past the knots guarding him. He only asked that no not blood be spilled if it could be avoided. Desarde reassured the captain once more that his crew would be at full strength before leaving port and headed off to figure out what the hell was going on around here. Kurt took Vasco aside to inquire about cargo space, giving Desarde some time to walk around the docks while he waited. An opportunity not wasted for as soon as the other two men walked away, Desarde was off to ask if any other nods had seen what happened to the cabin boy or his cousin the night before. After a few minutes, he spotted a knot over by himself that seemed far more worried than the rest, as if there was something on his mind that he couldn't seem to square with himself. It was one of Vasco's deckhands, a darker-skinned man with less interesting face tattoos than that of his captain, pacing back and forth on the dock, eyes darting as if looking for a way off the very land on which he stood. This man knew something and wanted to tell. One just needed to ask the right questions or maybe bring the right touch. The deckhand looked as if he had just seen a shade of the dock's past dwellers as Desarde approached. Something wrong or are you just missing the sea? Desarde asked as if unaware of the man's distress. If I told you, you would call me a drunk fool just like everybody else. Well, I surely doubt that, but we'll never truly know unless you tell me now, will we? The man became visibly more tense. Look, I think I saw someone get taken last night, but everyone I was with says it never happened at all. They say I've gone too deep into the bottle and I'm starting to see its mirages in my reality, but I know what I saw. I know. Or 
At least I think I know. The man kicks a crate off into the water and watches as it drifts off to the sea before sitting down on another box. If you think someone has been taken, I am more than willing to hear you out, because what if you're correct, after all, and you did indeed see what you thought you saw? Besides, I'm currently looking for a few missing persons myself, and your story may just point me in the right direction. At the mention of missing people, the deckhand's face reacted as if the static in his mind had finally cleared and he could begin to regain his composure. You say missing people? He asked, still shaken, but wanting to help. Yes, indeed. A cabin boy. A not like yourself, so I'm sure you may have noticed his absence. I've been tasked with finding him as well as my cousin Constantine, and I have a feeling their paths may have crossed during the night. Shame washed over the deckhand, and he stood only to drop to his knees. I knew it. I saw it. I saw everything. I chased after him, but I stumbled and fell into a ditch. The now very confused Desardé asked the man again what he saw, and finally started to get some masters that would help him find the missing man. Last night, a few members of the crew and I went to the tavern near the docks for drinks. The cabin boy went with us, and we were all welcomed with opened arms, seeing as he seldom drinks with us. After all, it was a night worth celebrating, our last night on land, as well as an opportunity to have drinks with Constantine, son of the prince. It was later into the night, and Nauts and I were looking to leave when Constantine and some drunk got into a bit of a shouting match. The other Nauts and I went to his aid, and while we were doing that, I saw a large man come along and scoop up the cabin boy. I tried to tell everyone I really did, but they told me to turn in because I was too drunk again. Well, well, I don't think you were too drunk at all. You've given me a lead, and for that, I thank you, sir. I promise you I'll find your cabin boy. All I ask is that you could share the name of the tavern keeper with me so that I can really start to get some things done around here. Joffrey is his name. Joffrey. And with a smirk, Desardi thanks the man and goes on a one-stop bar crawl. And that was the first episode of the podcast adaptation of Greedfall. The future episodes may be longer. I'm still in the experimental stage on that. However, I can assure you that there will be more of this as well as other games in future. If you would like to see this game being played, I'm playing through it to take notes and gather you know, more information for the game for this particular uh series here and you can catch that on twitch.tv slash tapeboy3 sunday nights 6 p.m to 8 p.m central u.s standard and if you cannot watch the stream you can catch the video of the stream on wednesdays on the three star lounge youtube channel which can be found at youtube.com if you search three star lounge yt you should be able to find it no stress once again that is three star lounge yt and you should be able to find that on youtube and i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and see you again in the three star lounge